You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. It's Thursday night, you know what that means. Episode 283 of PHPSE is about to kick off! I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me is John Congdon. 283, what happened to 282? And Tom Rideout. Touchdown! That made no sense at all. Let's see if we can get to that. Let, let's explore that co- conversation. What is touchdown? I don't, he doesn't know sports ball. Yeah, isn't that when the ball goes goes in the net? Oh, God. Yell touchdown. Don't even start talking. <laughs> don't even talk. I thought you were leading into something. I was talking about football. Oh, my gosh. We are so, oh, so far. You know, we are you know literally the goes furthest we can be. Yeah, where the ball goes in the net. <laughs> I can't. The guy, I can't the guy runs right across now. the field yelling touchdown and slides Listen, on his knees. I'm having a good time in our Discord. Everybody likes talking baseball. We had some <laughs> basketball conversations going on. So you all can't bring me down. I'm good. I, I guarantee my, I, I can bring you down. We're not trying to. Yeah. That's like hey, my expertise. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to a Padres game soon. I'm excited about that. Yeah? Yeah. You're going to paraglide in? Oh, that would be awesome, but no. No, no, no. For Little League Day, I'm hoping my kid gets to run around the, the bases after the game. That'd be fun. Eric, I'll let you know what That's day it exciting. is. I just don't know what day it is yet. I want to say May 8th. Yeah, it's Mother's Day. Oh, God. That is a very special day in the Johnson household. Is it? Is Mother's Day really on May 8th this year? Yes. I know it yes. happens so often. Yes, it is. Whew. Okay. Whew. Glad we've got That's that warning up day. early. The anniversary. Yeah. No, it's your birthday. It is my birthday. Your birthday. That is correct. Yeah. May 8th. Your birthday's on Mother's Day? What are you going to get your wife? Well, not every, <laughs> not every year is on Mother's Day, but like every it's every just, two or three years. It's just ruined this year. It's <laughs> <laughs> not what I said. That's all I, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> I think I, yeah. So you should treat yeah. yourself to a, to a baseball game down in San Diego. Since... My kid wants to be so chatty, chatty in Discord today because they're anything else but listening to my podcast is apparently, you know, nothing else is happening in their life right now but listening to my podcast. And if you want to participate in the chatty, chatty, you can join <laughs> us at discord.phpugly.com. But uh, we are, we have, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's worth sharing on the podcast, but I'm going to share it anyways because they're they've been in our Discord enough where enough people might know them. But um, I'm getting rid of a child. A child <laughs> is moving out. I mean, it sounds so wrong when you say it that way. Yeah, but he told me after the show last week, and it was the most excited I've been in months. Why would you be excited? Most, you you've been yeah. Okay. Just, why, why? Because there's hope. Just yeah. Just, <laughs> just hope. It's hope for just the prospect that it can happen was like. <laughs> it was just so nice to hear. Oh, I'm still like 20 years away from that. So. Yeah, yeah you are not. You are 10 quickly, years away though. from that. <laughs> yeah, so so much faster than you think. But yeah, it's time. It's time for. But you've been telling me that for like slide. five years now. It's time. <laughs> no. That, yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> Yep, yep. Uh, so um, so they, they signed a lease for a studio in San Francisco. That's nuts. I mean, what, what kind San of music Francisco. are they producing? <sighs> Snake jazz. Why Why Snake would they be producing? <laughs> you said, you said they, they were leasing a studio. I thought they were making music. Oh, I forget. <laughs> you live a privileged life where you didn't ever have to rough it in a studio apartment, but... Us Johnsons, it's a it's a rite of passage where uh, we we live in a studio apartment for for a year or two. Well, if that's if, if that's if you, that's if you to have go it to good. San Francisco, you're gonna live in a studio. I mean, come on. Oh man, and knowing how much they're paying for the studio is just heartbreaking. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Mm. You are correct. I have lived a privileged life. 
<laughs> Haven't been. Yeah, in a, when, I've been in an apartment, but not a studio apartment. When the I, wife I, and I first moved to San Diego, we we lived in a studio apartment in Escondido. I don't think and, Florida has many studio apartments. But I also, yeah. I, I also when I went to college, gathered all my um, all my roommates that were in the dorms, and six of us moved into a three bedroom apartment just to make it cheap enough. So it was kind of like a studio in that sense. That sounds like a gay brothel. <laughs> it, it was a gay six, brothel without any of the gay college, and any of the brothel part. Sure, sure, but six college guys moving into a three bedroom together. Sounds like there's like a reception desk at the front. <laughs> you guys are seeing each other's dogs. I mean, come on. Mm, actually, never did. Come to think of it. Interestingly yeah, that's, enough. He couldn't afford all those cameras back then. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk PHP. Oh, my God. Why, you got something on the board? Oh, no. I have absolutely nothing. Oh, no, it's just no. me with all the tickets. You have all the tickets. All- but I am excited to be back on the show. So what hence is the deal my, with Trello? Hence my 282 not being here. I'm trying to make a joke about that. Nobody picked up on it. We're just going to let it slide. sure how much you want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Why were you not here on episode 282, John? I didn't want to be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, was in, I was in New York. Took a little trip. Uh, saw family I haven't seen in over 20 years, which was fantastic. Uh, kind of a little celebration of life for my dad slash seeing family. And my kids had a blast. One, they got to meet a lot of my family. They got to meet their great grandmother who's 95 years old. Mm. And the event was held at a firehouse of which my uncle is the chief. So he let the kids go out and play around the fire trucks and then pulled the ladder truck out and then turned the ladder off to the side and everyone got to climb up onto the ladder and then he would raise and lower it and just blast them with the hose. Loved it. (laughs) It was so much fun. Is this, is this proper like New York city, New York? No, no, no. This is upstate Syracuse, New York. Okay. So none of the like giant building stuff. No, no, no. And then the second half was spring break vacation. So the first part was for my dad. The second part was family. We went down to long Island. So we did drive through the city and spent time with some friends there, went into the city one day, and oh my gosh, California legalized marijuana, which I have mm-hmm. no problem with. We have have yeah. it recorded where after it was legalized, I'm on the show high as a kite one day. But <laughs> you, you existed on the show. You weren't really I exist- on it. That's true. I, <laughs> I was on camera for a while. But I guess they it's not legalized, but it's decriminalized in New York. But you walk up and down the streets and there's just people with just joints just laying out on the street where they're just peddling it. And all you smell is marijuana all the way down the street. It was crazy. Yeah. That's how it was when I went to Vancouver. Uh, when Beck and I went up to Vancouver, it was it was before they legalized marijuana. But it was so decriminalized. But, and I, th- I think they legalized it like the next year. So it was, re- it, it, it was going to happen. <clears throat> I mean, they were already pot stores on like every corner but yeah kind of the same thing like everywhere you went smelled like pot like every every public park you went into smelled like pot there there are people smoking everywhere i just don't understand how they do it like again they're just sitting outside storefronts with cases of joints sitting on the ground i don't understand how like people don't just run by grab a bunch and keep running (laughs) Uh, guns mostly, probably. That's <laughs> mostly good what point. it is. Good, good point. As drug dealers are, are sort of known for their uh, zero tolerance policies, <laughs> which good is point. weird for a drug dealer. <laughs> but anyway, we we had a good time. Got just to get away. Kids got to hang with some their their friends they haven't seen in a few years. Got some fresh local Kush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was uh, are we going to talk PHP or? I hope so. Gonna, let's, let's get into we're it. Talking, we're still doing the our week thing. How was your week, Eric? My week? Man, I can't even remember. My, oh, so I don't think I've shared this on the show last week, um, but I'll, I'll share it. I guess I'll share I shared it with John recently. Uh, since moving to our, our new place up here uh, in Riverside County, we've had, we've had a run of issues with vehicles. 
Um, starting with one vehicle didn't even make the move. Like one vehicle, we have five people living in the house now where, where we're at, which is one of the reasons why we needed a bigger place. We had five vehicles before we moved, and right off the bat, we lose one vehicle in the move. It just wasn't going to make the trip, and it never left San Diego. So we're down to four vehicles, five people. So we do a little shuffling, shuffling around. Somebody basically takes over uh, my wife's car, which was really old um, at the time, and starts driving that. And I decide to buy the hybrid. So we're back up to five cars, and I'm sort of happy I got my hybrid. I didn't get my full EV car, but got a hybrid, so I'm, I'm kind of halfway there and, and happy with it. So we're back up to five cars, and literally like a week or two after I bought the hybrid, my wife's old car dies. I mean, it's like it runs out of the it runs out of oil. They don't check the oil. They blow the engine. It's got shards of engine all in it. And I take it to the mechanic, and the mechanic's like, "Listen, please don't make me work on this." He's like, <laughs> "I will totally fix it for you, but it's going to cost you way more than the car is worth." And I honestly don't feel like doing it. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's that's fair. I'll uh, I'll donate it to charity. So we're back down to four cars, and I'm like, you know, this sucks. And we shuffle cars around again, and then I'm like, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of on edge with the cars because a few of the people in the house here still work down in San Diego. So they're, they're doing like a 120 mile round trip every time they go to work. And it's like, you know, this, this sucks, but whatever. Uh, my kid who's moving to San Francisco has their car parked in front of the house, like in front of our house, the car is parked and our neighbor backs into it. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So we're down to three cars now. Oh, oh, and, and during that time, during that time, my old, my truck, I, I want to say my old truck because I don't drive it anymore because it's being driven by other people, but my truck has an issue. Uh, my other kid takes it down to San Diego and calls me up and says, like, Dad, you know, there's something wrong with the, the truck. I, I, I don't, I'm, f- I'm afraid to try to drive it back home. And I'm like, all right. So I drive down there and pick it up and I drive it back up to our play- our new house and I can't go above like 60 miles an hour. And if, if you haven't driven on the freeways here in Southern California, you know they move at like 80 to 90 miles an hour. So 60 miles an hour, I might as well be standing still on that road. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I finally get it, get it home and it turns. So that goes into the shop for like three days. Got it turns out there, there was, uh, no, no, you actually, I didn't think about that. No, it wasn't a Cadillac converter. Uh, it was issues with the spark plug, which I knew that was going to be the problem because I had that problem with my old expedition. I'm like, Hey, you got to check these spark plugs because I know that's a problem with expeditions. So for mm. like two or three days, we had five people in this house and we're down to two cars. So at least we're back up to three cars uh, because, you know, got that fixed and got it back. And then the issue with the car that got hit by my neighbor, we've been trying to go through their insurance, not get my insurance involved, just go directly through their insurance to get everything taken care of. It is now Thursday, so it's been over a week since the incident happened. Their insurance uh, adjuster has completely stopped taking my calls. I call my insurance. Sounds I'm like, reasonable. hey. This happened a week ago. You know, I've got no feedback. I don't know what the plan is to get this repaired. They haven't called me. They won't take my calls. Within an hour, my insurance had my car picked up. And then an hour later, the body people called and said, hey, just looking for approval to work on your car. I'm like, yep, get to work. Unbelievable. So hopefully get their car back here in a couple of days. It wasn't a huge problem. They were just backing out of their driveway and... And hit the 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 front fender. Unfortunately, the way they hit it, it you know, they buckled it right into the tire. So it's like, yeah, I I, I told the insurance guy, he's like, is it drivable? I'm like, you can turn it on, but I I don't want my kid driving it because you know it's like right on the t- tire there, and I didn't want you know I didn't want anything to go sideways on them. So, but yeah, so that's that's so- been my that's pretty much been my week. Just. Dealing with chaos and then trying to get some code in here and there. But did you get some code in? That's the question. Because uh, yeah, 
yeah, fixing things. I know that we just finished Q1 of 2022, and now we got to pay a bunch of people for book royalties. So it'd be nice to have some income and just mm-hmm. saying. Just make some money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is that, is that all we have to do? Oh, uh, I yeah. didn't realize we were supposed to make money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the whole... Sh- okay. You know what Literally, I mean, two minutes before the show starts, I'm entering the bills into accounting to pay people. You know what you know so you're requiring? If, if you're a book author, a PHP architect, your money's coming. Don't worry. If you're not a subscriber to PHP architect, what's wrong with you? I mean, seriously, why are you not subscribed to PHP architect? Oh, my gosh. It's rude at this point. I, I'm looking forward to publishing an article in the next issue. I learned something. Oh my gosh. I, I learned something and I'm just like, so when you're reading it, look for something about Cloudflare in there. It, it just kind of blew my mind. Oh, I haven't read that one yet. You did. You, I think you did. You, you just may huh, not, you, you may have just kind of overlooked it. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, our next magazine has the potential to be a novel. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many it's long articles in this it, magazine. It normally runs like 44 to 50 pages. This one's going to be pushing it a little past that. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to we're going to have to do some two-part series, I think. I think I think like May and June are just going to be part 1, part 2. <laughs> you break it up like the last Harry Potter movie. That's right. That's a good exactly. idea. I'm working on my I'm working on my article for uh, for PHP Architect. You, you yeah. got four like kind of. T- it's uh, an outline. Outline, outline topics. <laughs> it's an, that's an outline. It's a it's a rough outline. <laughs> it's like the first four bullet points of something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a start. He already hey, has a grammar error. Wait, wait, wait. He's got, hey, he's got four lines with a grammar error. It. Wait, wait. It's been a while Any, since I started writing. Anyone that wants to write for PHP Architect, we don't give authors a hard time usually. It's just Tom. He's so Tom. We oh, love yeah, Tom. We've we got, got to give here. Tom a hard time. Yeah. We're not normally this much of an ass. Yeah. <laughs> just to me. I'm <laughs> no, uh, looking forward to it. You. Long week. Went fast. Working on APIs, third-party APIs, and boy, they just nobody wants to be helpful. It is, it is amazing. <laughs> I have a, I have a vendor. I got, I got asked a question that was like, why don't we have the, uh, the annual, like the annual revenue is showing up wrong in this application for this vendor? And I said, uh, we don't send annual revenue to that vendor. I'm like, well, how did it get in there wrong? I'm like, I have no idea, but we don't, we don't send it. Like, can we send it? I'm like, no, their API, their lending API does not support that. So, <laughs> well, just you seem that you seem to have a lot of issues with APIs. So you it's can all write I do. An, so you can write an article for PHP Architect writing APIs that you won't hate. That's all. That's already a thing that exists. APIs that don't suck. <laughs> I know. Isn't I it? Know. Don't do that. Yeah, I just don't do that. I mean, I already wrote that. I'll send it to you after this. <laughs> How much does it pay? Not yeah. enough to not enough to cover plagiarizing fees. So a lot no, of don't do that. A lot of stuff. A lot of API stuff. It is just it is just rough. I know it's supposed to be funny. No one does it. No one does it right. Nobody. And like you build a whole system for handling requests and responses and and all of this date like standardize everything, and then someone comes along and they're like, "Yeah, our API is a soap interface." Like why? <laughs> Because Why soap is, is awesome. Two, no, soap is two points of communicate. Like you, soap is an intermediary language for modifying data when it's being sent between multiple systems. This is just a single post endpoint. Why is it in soap? <laughs> and uh, because somebody wanted an RPC, and that's what they did. I got uh, I got a, a an API PR, a PR that was failing because it was sending a number. As a string, which is like <laughs> this is architecture. this is like this is an HTTP call. It's all fucking strings, man. Like you couldn't parse that one. You couldn't parse one hundred to one hundred. You had to throw a validation exception for it, anyways. Cast it. So tired of APIs, which is what I do for a living. Definitely yep. planning uh, some time off soon. Lots, lots of mm-hmm. PHP news this week, though. Let's dive into it because I don't think we have anything good to contribute right now. 
I mean, the first the first big thing is composer. Um, what about rem- composer? Remote command ec- in, uh, injection vulnerability. In so composer the, uh, itself. Yeah, about a year ago, there was an issue where you could uh, you could put two dashes into your GitHub repo, and when someone pulled it, it would execute that as an argument instead of as part of the repo name. Uh, and they've discovered a similar issue that could have been compromised the same way. However, they've scrubbed through uh, packages and don't believe that it was taken advantage of. Hmm. But if you were pointing at private repos through Composer, they can't. So, what was be the sure vulnerability? Uh, it was just a bad character management. Uh, so, was it dash dash again, or was it something else? Uh. Give him a second while he reads the article. I, yeah, it's it's not this. It's not dash dash again. Okay, but it was a right. it was an input manipulation trick. Input validation has been added to compose. I'm reading the article now. The attacker can control. In this instance, the dash dash argument delimiter. It is dash dash. The issue is similar to the command injection vulnerability from a year ago. An attacker controlling Git repo. Um, yeah, it does say in this instance the dash dash argument delimiter. In last year's vulnerability post was not available uh, right. for separating the branch name from the used command. The attacker can control input, which ends up being interpreted as param- parameters for the git or the hd command excluded or executed by composer, which leads to the ability to execute other commands. So it is the it is dash dash again. I didn't think it was. That's, I, how, I, 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 that's how I read it. Well, I'm not interested in exploiting it. And there's a patch out there, so everyone should update their composer. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Cool. Good to know. Always good to know. Add that to uh, news and noteworthy there, John. <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. I saw one of the worst worst things I've ever seen created on the on the Reddit web dev channel. Okay. Somebody made a, a browser plugin or a, bl- a browser extension that lets you copy code directly from Stack Overflow. By clicking, just clicking the code block, and that has got to be that has got to be the worst idea I've ever heard. I don't think it's the worst, but it's not the not the smartest thing to do. I mean, I want you to think about what could be what could be worse, like a worse idea programmatically. But isn't that I mean, what, anybody well, who isn't, installs isn't this doing it anyway? They're copying and pasting. Thank you. That's exactly where I was what's taking the, it. What's yeah. the difference? It's it's like when you tell your kid don't touch the stove it's hot they're going to touch the stove. This is like saying go ahead and touch the stove you'll learn the lesson faster. It just makes you a bad person. Oh, <laughs> but people are copying and pasting out of there anyway. Right, and they'll learn. They'll learn that they shouldn't be doing that, but this is encouraging it like as an oh, extension I'm not to for do that? Chrome. Don't encourage this. Fortunately, can Someone a, had the Can I get a Chrome idea. extension that also pastes it in a PHP storm for me? It's it's like the, <laughs> it's like the gun manufacturers, man. Hey, all we do is make the guns. We're not the ones who <laughs> shoot people with them. All I do is make the extension. I'm not the one that actually, you know, copies the code into my application. Fortunately, somebody somebody quickly realized how bad this is and asked, could you add a, a comment to the code saying copied using Instastack? That way I can set up a script to auto-reject any PRs created using this extension. <laughs> that's that's correct. That's what you do. <laughs> All right. So I ha- I have one thing in Trello I want to talk about. We we'll take a we'll take a break from programming for one second. Do you remember not too long ago Jack Dorsey made his first tweet? And if you don't know, Jack Dorsey was one of the founders of Twitter. Um, he made his first tweet available as an NFT. Oh yeah, and sold it for like two point nine million dollars. Okay, this this happened recently, like within the within the last year, it, it happened. The person who made that purchase for two point nine million dollars figured the it was time the irons were hot. He would go, he was going to strike. They were going to strike, and they resold there. They put the NFT on the market for resale. Yeah, the highest bid came in at $280. <laughs> and only proving the point that NFTs are a scam. The way that I think NFTs have a legitimate use, but the way they're being used currently is just a scam. 
It's completely a scam. So because they put it on auction, they had to sell it for that two eighty. They took a two point nine million dollar loss. No, no, this was a no. reserved auction, and everything had to be oh. communicated. He he's saying now that he's just going to hold on to it for sentimental value. <laughs> yeah, that's what you call Which, spending two point nine million dollars. No, I would have sold it, yeah. but I, it means too much to me. Yeah. It means like two point nine million dollars to me. It really, it really reminds me of that time when I had two point nine million dollars. <laughs> Which is, boy, real halcyon days those were. There was another, so you, you linked to uh, Web3 is going great, which is like one of my favorite things right now. Uh, that, that, that was the Twitter handle that posted it, yeah. Yeah, so they have a website, web3isgoinggreat.com. And uh, so they're also covering the uh, Beanstalk Farms stablecoin project, which was, which was a move that like, hey, you know, whoever had a majority stake in uh, this project got to make decisions about what they do. There's a voting thing. So, so everyone got together and voted on what to do with this co- this token, which I believe was on the Ethereum network. So the token was a contract based token. So when everyone came to a consensus, then the, uh, the contract was just executed and they, they donated to different charities and stuff like that. And someone was like, that seems like dumb. So, uh, so somebody went and got a flash loan which was just a, a quick cryptocurrency loan uh, that let them buy the majority stake, 51% of the token. And then they agreed to send themselves the complete value of the token to their personal address and walked away with $182 million. <laughs> and and I, awesome. I see articles where people are like, the, the person is took advantage of an exploit in the the contract and I want to I want to be absolutely clear here that cryptocurrency contract functioned exactly as intended mm-hmm. they did not hack anything or exploit anything they saw that if they owned 51% or or close enough percentage that they couldn't be outvoted then they could give themselves the entire bank account of money that belonged to that token and so they did it was it a bad faith gesture? Sure, but that what they did was entirely allowed by the contract. It's entirely within the rules of the system that was established. It's a very I this cryptocurrency stuff. It there's there's not enough bad actors creating in the cryptocurrency space. There are mm. bad actors waiting for a cryptocurrency to come out and then they act upon it, but that you hire hackers for a reason. You hire people with with mindsets like I have where I just like, hey, what if I screwed you using your own system? Like, that's what you have to hire so that that person isn't the like altruistic, well-intended person, isn't the one who steals all your money. They're the one who secures it. But it's also just too much money. I mean, it's so it's so much money. Uh, there was a phishing attack against somebody's MetaMask account, which got them six hundred and fifty. MetaMask? MetaMask is an Ethereum uh, wallet slash transport that works as a plugin for your browser. So when this person got the credentials to log in to Chrome as this other person, then the MetaMask credentials came with it from iCloud. And they just dumped oh, the account. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, this it's just happening every day. There's some horrible thing, and uh, yeah, Web three is going great. Groups it by how much money was stolen. So as you're scrolling through the website, it'll tell you how much money was lost on the page that's currently visible. <laughs> it's and and, and Web three was trying to put the web onto the blockchain, right? Yeah, it was trying to decentralize the whole internet, which, I mean, I could go into how misguided that idea was from the beginning for a, a while. But yeah, it's, it's the idea created by a bunch of people who didn't have a technical understanding of what it was they were trying to do or had just enough technical understanding to be dangerous. Have you heard about our sponsor? When you're in production, a thousand things can go wrong. You could deploy a bug in your latest release. Your background jobs can silently fail. Someone could trip over the network cable at your data center. And this all comes back to you. You need to know when bad things happen and be able to respond to them quickly. That's why we built HoneyBadger. It's easy to install HoneyBadger in your back-end applications and front-end JavaScript. 
It only takes a few minutes of configuration and you'll have monitoring done. That's because we hook into popular web frameworks, job systems, and the browser so that when any of them crash, we can automatically let you know. We ping your application from our global fleet of servers to let you know about problems with connectivity, latency, and SSL certificates. And we monitor your recurring jobs to see if any of them stop recurring. When there's a problem, we alert your team using the tools you already use. We can create issues in GitHub, Jira, and other issue trackers, and send notifications via Slack, PagerDuty, or other channels. When you click through, you'll be taken to detailed information on the error. You'll see things like request parameters, headers, user information, and the backtrace. Click on any line of the backtrace to view it in GitHub, Bitbucket, or your local editor. When you fix a problem, just mark it resolved and follow up with the affected user. That's HoneyBadger, where the monitoring tool for web developers would rather be, well, developing. Thanks, Thank Honey you, HoneyBadger. Thank you, HoneyBadger. All right. What else we got, PHP? Have you guys see have you you watched the of new OfferZen video? No, I didn't. Honestly, the first time I watched them, like, what are these, like, the, the cutting room floor stuff of the Laravel documentary? Because yes. it's all the same people. Oh, yes, I realized I see that. It's, I watched, like, the first, like, 30 seconds of it, and I'm like, yeah, I already know PHP isn't dead. I don't need to watch this one. Like, why? Did you watch it? Yeah. It was, is it worth watching? No. No. Oh, okay. I, it's... Yeah, I mean... It was the same people from the other video, and it was talking about something that I, I already knew. So it's like, yeah, duh. I don't need to have this conversation. Yeah. They, what would have all... been interesting had they talked to like maybe one of the major publications in the PHP community about why PHP isn't dying. <laughs> but they didn't choose to do that for you know reasons, complicated. I'm sure. Because they already yeah. had the cameras at the other places where they were talking to these people. <laughs> It, it it really was them just saying the same things that we all know. It's beginners pick up PHP because it's easy. Then they move on to other things. And then when we come back, they're looking at code from, you know, years prior when they were terrible developers. And then they think it's because it was a language. It's like, no, it was because you were a terrible developer. We all do right. that. We all look at our code yeah. from the past and say it's horrible. But if you pick it up as a beginner developer of any sort and you try the languages, you come back. That was one of the big ones. Well, and, and let's it's be also clear, the fact that things have changed in the last 10, 15 years. Yeah, PHP had mm-hmm. a much narrower scope back in the day. Yeah. You know, yeah. when I was on PHP four, we weren't doing a whole lot besides processing form requests. And, mm-hmm. and like, most of the portal. stuff, most of the stuff that you worked on that handled transactions or money or stuff like that, they were like, yeah, tell your PHP command to execute this this Python script or this uh, CGI bin script to actually process the money. It's like what? that was I never did that. No. Absolutely. Really? PHP four days? Oh yeah. No, not in my PHP four days. I was actually handling the money. Yeah. Well, Show was... me the money. Yeah. I handled forms, I handled everything with PHP four. Again, poorly, but we did it. Right. PHP four <laughs> yeah. was object oriented. Yeah, PHP terrible four. implementation of it. Yeah, not four, five. Yes, no, four. Mm-mm. Yes, PHP four was object oriented. Your constructor was named the same as your class. Oh, that's Don't right. Don't test me on my PHP four <laughs> knowledge. He's I was, corrected me on well, this yeah, before. You've, I, I, I you've worked with it more recently I than I have. Yes, I have. <laughs> I would have agreed with you, Tom. I, I remember P- object oriented programming coming in on P- on PHP five, but. I mean, what John I has corrected me what I this. did for like like seven years was was pages where you called the page and the page had all the code and like there was no such thing as solid design for PHP or dry right. or any of that. There stuff. was. Oh, not, we just not didn't only, not do it did anymore. The, not, yeah, not only did the page have all the PHP code, but it had all your HTML. That's too. because PHP oh, is a good me. templating language. We don't use it as <laughs> templating anymore, but PHP itself is a good templating language. I mean, we still like, use Blade and Twig and all that garbage. We don't need to. You could use <clears throat> PHP for that. Yeah, it's it. <laughs> Anyways, the you, point. The you point. Put of, some, you put some hacky syntax into a Blade or Twig template when you could just use PHP within a PHP template. We just don't. I liked hearing Jay Way at the end of the video, basically saying, "Like, why are you asking this question? This is a stupid thing that's been around forever, and no one cares." Like basically, they're just just sick of it. Like, who who said who said this? Jeffrey Way. 
Oh, look at you all personal with the guy, J-Way. That's what, that's what he I, calls yeah, himself you, on Twitter, you, isn't it? J-Way? I, maybe. I don't know. It's, I, I haven't seen a tweet from that guy in years. It's a weird, it's a weird video. Like, doesn't need to exist. And it, at this point, it's sign, it, it kind of sounds like the PHP community protests too much. Like we're like we're in the grave trying to yell, we're not dead yet. We're not dead. And, <laughs> and it's like, that's not the case. Like we don't need these articles every week. Every week yeah. there's some article but, where that's like, I've rediscovered PHP or like the, PHP isn't dead, but it's still not great. Or like, hey, vulnerabilities are really easy to find in PHP. I'm like, yeah, if you're running the a same shared production. server. It was the same production company that did the Laravel one, right? It was the same video yeah. as the Laravel one. It was just a question right. that they yeah. had asked everybody during the Laravel interviews. Right. So they're just putting out more content. They're trying to get more views. So Sure. But I'm sick of every week there's some top voted post but, in Reddit that's like, PHP isn't dead. Look, I just created a, a, a parking meter with PHP. Like, I don't fucking ca- I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. But pay attention to an upcoming I'm, I'm episode, with you, Thomas. issue of uh, PHP Architects soon where you can control your lights with PHP. Control your, oh, maybe that's what we should do for the show. I, I, I should I should follow that uh, that article and do something with my little – because I have Hue lights, and it, it's related to Hue lights. Oh, you went with the expensive I'm doing that. lights. I'm totally doing that. I should do it live. I should I should stream that code. I should stream that article. Oh, that should be our free article. And I should stream. <laughs> I should stream it coding with it i'm gonna see i'm gonna change my article now my new article is gonna be about php architect isn't dead (laughs) (laughs) php article isn't a crappy magazine yeah that's what it sounds like every time i see these blog posts where some somebody is like like oh i'm gonna take on the masses with this mind-bending take on php shut up your take on php is no longer original it hasn't been original since php 7 came out yeah Drives me nuts. I was too I was too pimped out in my PHP architect stuff. I didn't realize I had the shirt on and the hat on, so switch it up a little bit. Got the new uh Nationals hat with the uh with the what you call it, the the uh cherry blossoms on it. Got the the nationals have the little cherry blossom because that's a DC thing. What's up? What's up? We talked about uh, uh, last week. We talked about these umpire scorecards. Yeah, I, I was impressed that you uh, threw a couple of those in Discord. Well, I, I one saw one, Discord. and I was like, "Hey, this is relevant to the stuff we were talking about." And like, I looked at it, and it's like, "Yeah, this this umpire has like a ninety nine point nine nine percent accuracy." Like, it, it, and it showed you know uh, impactful missed calls, which is like a cool statistic. And you're like, "Yeah, they don't all look like that." So you, you <laughs> sent me. <laughs> you sent me a a scorecard, an umpire scorecard. Uh, I think you can get these at Twitter at ump scorecards. That was like tragically bad. <laughs> like this this dude came out of T ball and then went to the major leagues and started umping. It's like it hurt to because it has these. Well, okay, the one I posted had game impacting missed calls, which was just like maybe. A, a, a ball or a strike where someone on a on a low count could have gotten another shot at it. The same section for this other umpire was just renamed because they didn't have space to worst missed calls. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't they didn't suffer the like impactful missed calls category at all. They just said you know what? Here's the, the three worst that he made. This one could have changed the score of the game completely. This one likely killed a person. Yeah. <laughs> this one, yeah. There were suicides after this one. It was terrible. Just, yeah. And Yeah, I, I bet you there is a Twitter handle. I usually grab them from, there's a Reddit uh, there's a subreddit for those things. It was just umpire. The, yeah, umpire the Twitter handle's right. on the card itself. It's just at ump. Oh, score, is it? Yeah, at ump scorecards. I can't believe I never noticed. And that it's like, a, and it's like a really? per game breakdown of these umpires. And man, we got to replace these guys with AIs quickly. <laughs> where do you where do you see the uh, where do you see the Twitter handle? I don't see it. It's oh, there it right is. Right below the umpire. Right, name. right under the mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Now. Yeah. All right. I gotta make sure I'm following that. Just and like 
the worst thing though is I imagine a similar scorecard exists for me as a programmer on like a per sprint basis. <laughs> and I am oh, would, oh god, wouldn't that be horrible? Terrified. <laughs> I that's what your manager is supposed to be doing is giving you a scorecard. Well, I've seen I've seen a typo. Here's the number of outages you've caused this quarter. <laughs> I've seen a typo in a test where the test was still passing, but the variable was typoed. And I was like, this indicates a larger problem. I'm not asking you to fix the typo. I'm asking you to figure out why the test still passes when it absolutely shouldn't. <laughs> I'm like, because that goes, that goes on the typo yeah. everywhere. That just goes on the like, you know, impactful deployment mistakes. But was it an issue where the, the typo was used everywhere so it was unnoticed or uh, no. I've done that no. I've done that before. And that was autocomplete for me. It, well, it would just autocomplete my misspelling. In that case it makes sense, but you're saying you had a completely typoed variable name and the tests were still passing. Yes. Oof. Because the, the typo was checking for a value to be null, which it was. So so it was always <laughs> <laughs> Make sure this non-existent uh, value. Or, yes. <laughs> yeah, that worked. <laughs> that's great. Yes, yeah, so that's not tech for no. I don't. I don't want like as much as I like seeing scorecards for umpires. You know, keep it to baseball. Don't <laughs> don't call me. Don't call me out directly. So, coder scorecards, programmer scorecards, PHP scorecards. We need we. I see us developing something here. That's the exact opposite of what I just fucking said. Did you not hear when I said, don't do this? We we have employees. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We do it like that whole, uh, uh, like you have a criminal record. Like we we publish everybody's bad score, then they have to pay to get their name taken (laughs) off. That's genius. And that turned out to be incredibly illegal. Be millionaires. Well, there's that. I mean, yeah, it was a little illegal. My Swiss bank account will be fat, though. I have. That's right. I have a question for you guys. Now you'll have to tell Wait me. Honest. You'll have to tell me if I'm barking up the wrong tree or not. But I'm going to be working with a friend of mine soon, and I was going to ask you guys, what's it like working with a friend of yours? Now, if if you guys don't know what it's like to work with a friend of yours, don't have just, just say that. Yep. Don't have any friends. In 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 what context? So he's I mean, gonna there's gonna going there's gonna be QA. ups there's gonna there's ups and downs as always. You're gonna have things you like and things you hate. I have things I like, Eric has things he hates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm very I'm very excited, but I, I I don't believe he'll be doing QA on my code. So I, like that that'll make me happy separate friendship from work make work stuff work stuff it shouldn't be the end of the world yeah yeah it's not i mean i I don't know what you're looking for there it's it's no different than anything else all right i mean it's like are you going to be their boss or are they going to be your boss that's where things get a little weird nah okay then if you're just co-workers yeah yes i'm I'm, I'm working with somebody you know i'm at a completely different place on the org chart yeah i mean if nothing else it might help help push you a little bit you know because especially depending on how good of a friend they are i mean if if you're if you're if there's somebody you're like in sync with and somebody you can bounce ideas off of and they understand your workflow and can like you know look at your stuff and say yeah yeah yeah, this is this is what you're doing wrong is it actually is a little easier coming from a friend than somebody you don't know who you don't want them to know how bad you are. Like your friends, you're like, you're, you, you surrender a certain amount of, you know, how crappy of a coder I am. So can you take a look at this? Yeah. 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 That does, but that does make I sense. I don't know. He, he has metaphorically seen me naked. Yeah. You know, also so literally. I, I, so I, <laughs> one of, one of our core concepts when we first started, uh, Diego Dev was the, was the hive mentality. And the idea is that you know everybody would understand everyone, and everybody would work well together. And you know, it didn't really. I mean, we don't use it to the extent that we had we had originally envisioned using it. A lot of that comes down to the clients can't embrace it, so sure. like, they won't let us implement it correctly. Well, and that, but, that first slogan that was just "Oh my God, I'm covered in bees" was not a, a seller either. <laughs> But I mean, uh, my point being, you know, our entire team pretty much 
our friends. I, I think they they would all that's true. Each other, yeah, friends now. You know, even the ones that didn't know each other before they started working for Diego Dev, except Kalen. And I I see that. I mean, I, I honestly see that as a positive driving factor uh, within the company. That said, we've been very fortunate to you know not have any bad players or anybody anybody with disciplinary issues that we've had to kind of let go that kind of interrupted the workflow and I, I think we've been pretty fortunate with that since Spencer left I mean everything's been pretty smooth <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah I mean you know I don't know I I've worked I worked in development sh- shops where just that I like I I've, I I despised you know some of the input I was getting from people just because of I didn't respect them or we didn't see eye to eye or we did, had different techniques and it was this push shove thing and John John eventually came around I mean <laughs> you know it it all worked out but yeah I don't know I think it's a positive you should look at it as a positive Tom yeah I'm very excited it's yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun and when in doubt run away you know who. <laughs> You know who who my friends are? I have actually I have a, a, a list compiled of my friends. I don't know. Have you seen this? It's a list of all my friends. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I have. Right here. Just beautiful graphics. Nice, nice handy list of all my friends. That is, that is the wrong list. Yep. Well, that's disappointing. Oh, I bet you it's my side too. I bet you my Dropbox didn't sync. Well, God bless it. Um, I am sorry, Revy. Revy is our new Patreon supporter. How quickly yeah, can you get this dropper. fixed? We can pretend it didn't happen. Coming back can here. We, we can well, go, you know what? We can, can, we can go back in time. Funny story. No. I don't have any friends. <laughs> None at all. I would need to get there through the web interface. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let me see if I can get there. I'll try to get there. Just keep talking. Keep talking. That's not going to work. You know how slow Dropbox is. Dropbox is slow. Well, that's why I was going through the web interface, but I can't remember where Tom's... What is Tom's... Uh, PHP ugly uh, OBS OBS. I, w- yeah, I wonder how that how a long distance pregnancy happens. No, you don't. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what are we talking about? How long? How long a distance are we talking about? Six, seven inches. What, what uh, of, I, what, I was thinking more like hundreds of miles. Well, you got to get FedEx involved. That's for sure. <laughs> Jesus, what discussion <laughs> little, did, did little, I walk into? A little dry ice. What? What? What's wrong with you people? Eric's not Tom's Eric's OBS. not tracking the Discord channel where I accused one of his children of being pregnant. <laughs> oh, that would not be a problem. Uh, okay, try now, Tom. No, not yet. Let, let it download. Wait, no, that's not right. Hold on. Keep keep talking. Keep talking. Wait, <laughs> We're Coming up doing next. it live. Doing it live, folks. Do you guys do you guys use generators? Yes. I need help with generators because. So, I cheat, and I only I mainly use generators in tests. I don't often use them in actual code. I would love to, and I have ideas where I need to. I just haven't made it happen. Huh? So API I- work isn't is was the uh, quintessential place where when I watched the a talk on it, it was like that's where I need to use a generator, but I haven't done it yet. So Laravel actually has like a built-in thing called a lazy collection mm-hmm. which is a Makes generator sense. based collection and like it doesn't have any of the feature set that the the normal collection has but it uses a generator by default for the items that it contains and you know what though before i get to that i just remembered i do have some friends i forgot about <laughs> let's see if they've shown up no nope. look at that <laughs> yeah where although it was supposed to be animated oh. welcome Oh, oh, the welcome part? Yeah, it, there we go. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Just there has to loop go. a couple times. Loop it a couple times, yeah. New Patreon supporter. I like your friends. You've got some good friends. I love them. They're great. All right, generators. Oh, what, what are we asking about generators? Thank you, Patreons, by the way. Well, what were you- I mean, I'm, being, I'm immediately being scolded in Discord for not reading PHP Architect Magazine, <laughs> which has quite a bit about generators. But it's like, when does it come into play is my biggest thing. Is So the, what, what I was talking about in the talk that I watched, especially with API design, you can, instead of asking an, an API endpoint for a thousand records or all your records, which 
could eat up all your memory. It's great with paging. Give me 10 and then the generator will feed them to you and then ask for the next 10 and keep feeding them to you without the outside code knowing that it's making additional calls. Okay, so that's the like the hide the behavior use case, right? Hmm. Right. Where it's like it's not necessarily about the memory usage, but about hiding the underlying behavior of your fetch mechanic. Well, it's it's both. So being the memory management aspect, you're not getting all those records back in and, and consuming all your memory. Sure, you're getting you're getting the benefit of memory, but I'm I'm looking at places where it's like I'm having memory issues and I just want to resolve the memory issue. Yeah. Anywhere where you're making a call that you don't want to grab everything into memory at once, you can use a generator. So then why am I not always using generators? That is a good question. I do not have an answer. Like where is that where is that delineating line that says uh, don't use a generator for this? It's I, I don't think there's a line if you understand them. I don't, I think you could just use them. Hmm. That That's part of my problem is I, I can understand it. Like in my testing, I know I have a, um, a data provider that is providing me a bunch of data. So it's very easy to say, provide me, you know, one record at a time or one data set at a time. It's very clean and easy when it comes to using an actual code. I sometimes fall down. Yeah. And so, all like right. I, it's it's like when I get into using them, I kind of understand it. But when I'm actually writing code, I don't think to go there at any point. Right. And I wonder if that's like a, a I mean, I'm the same way. I'm just wondering if that's like a thing I'm just completely missing that other people do all the time. And I, I just don't because I'm bad at programming. I'm going to go with that because I'm bad at programming and I don't go there. I mean, we kind of universally all accept that we're bad at programming, right? I mean, it's part, of, it's part of the yeah. title of the show. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is part of our thesis statement. Is that the right words? Mission statement? Uh, I don't Mission know. Mission statement? Yeah. You, you saw what I consider an outline, so. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody. Well, I have more reading Speaking of our Discord. Speaking of our Discord. Uh, uh, D, uh, I don't know. D. Gosen? D-G-O-O-S-E-N. Dimitri Gosen? Dimitri, that's right, that is Dimitri. Yeah. One of our biggest supporters on Twitter, by the way. This guy sent me down a friend. the Symphony Cass rabbit hole. Uh, he, uh, are they, I don't know if it's a year or not, they posted um, in our Discord about a, a new development with Symphony 6 tutorial on Symphony Cass. It's really good. It reminds it reminds me of the old Laracast days where I was getting excited just watching somebody do a tutorial yeah. on how to code something. Every word like, they type wait is a like new magic words. Yeah, yeah, it's like, wait a minute, what? You can just do what now? Wait, a bundle? What wait, what's a bundle? Wait, what? I gotta do that. It's 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 well worth the watch. Even if even if you're not interested in Symphony, which you, you very well might not be, it's really worth watching because it's do you have just a show? Cool okay, stuff. show link this then because I want to I want to do it. I did. Yeah, it's, it's it, it'll be it'll be in the uh, show links for sure. I just uh, and Symphony Cast itself. It's yeah. You know, I, I remember when I first heard it. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, they they're playing off the whole layer cast success why why wouldn't they do this like why wouldn't every framework you know duplicate that recipe because it just works really well it's like hey here's our framework here are all the videos for our framework but it wasn't like the when i had lo- logged in back then and saw it i'm like yeah you know they have a couple of videos it was still kind of like it still seemed very um disconnected and and like uh it was just like they you know like random people were doing videos I, I remember thinking this at the time it's like it doesn't seem like there's any like flow like there wasn't a layer cast like here's 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 all the lessons for you know learning that what's new in symphony sort of thing but now it seems like that's changed like i'm seeing like okay this is this is more of what i was looking for this looks really cool so i might might be spending more time here i don't know and I have successfully completed a Symphony Beginners certification, so I think I can say I'm a certified uh, Symphony developer now. Verified uh, certificate of achievement. Um, nice. Just so you, just so you know. So are we switching to a Symphony shop now? Yep. Apparently, I completed this back in 2017. So 
<laughs> I just, I've been a symphony symphony uh, person for for quite a while. I've just been been not letting people know that. <laughs> so you knew about symphony cast back in 2017, but forgot about it until now. <laughs> but guess so. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Now, John, I know you're not running the latest and greatest version of PHP. Don't remind me. There's so many things I want to use. One of the things. How far? How far behind are you? Seven four. Ooh. Oh, you're right there. Uh, I know. We so we have a team. We have a team dedicated to fixing some of the issues that we have to get to eight. You the, you really have like you have you have showstopper issues to get from seven four to eight. Yeah, that's uh, mine. Uh, I know okay. what it is. Well, it's I mean, my sequel, isn't it? No, it's actually really? not my sequel. No, it, it's some libraries that we're using that we just can't get updated. Oh, that's classic. I, I was about that's to a, say that's one of the biggest. If, ones. if it's anything, it, it's it's probably carryover legacy from probably your PHP four, PHP five days. Right, a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why are you reminding me that I'm not on PHP eight yet? Close to PHP eight, but not quite there yet. Because my my favorite thing right now is match statements. Match statements, oh. enums for me. I, I, so I'm 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 eight one now. It's like enums. I'm loving enums, and I'm, so I'm going to be using them more and more. I, I have access to enums because we've been using them before eight was available. Not the built-in version. Yeah, but we you were have, using a, a sort of a mocked version, a package. Yeah, this, it was. Was it the Spady actually? Package? It was one that it, no, it was one that we wrote internally. Oh, okay. Um, it wouldn't be that hard to write one. Yeah. The big thing I'm I'm missing is the. Um, constructor promotion to like a read-only variable or auto assigning. So right now, you, mm. I, I have a constructor that takes in like five, ten different uh, values and then just assigns them to private methods or private sure. properties. And it's like, why do I have to do all this boilerplate crap? It should just be done. You know what I, I would suggest doing um, if you if you're interested in taking some advice from somebody. I would start writing tests around your where where the places you're using enums. Start writing tests today, so that when you get there, you can make that conversion and oh, we, be ahead. Yeah, of I the think time. all of our enum stuff is yeah. already super well tested. Well, and just to play Perfect. just to play devil's advocate, you should start deleting tests where you have enums being validated because I feel like that's sometimes that's my job here just to correct Eric. <laughs> I love match statements. And they are they are so crazy flexible. So imagine I haven't used them yet. I, I want to use them, but I haven't. Imagine that it just replaces switch, but instead of a switch. instead of yeah. a construct where switch is a construct that has it does an evaluation, match is just a an else if else if else if check over and over and over and over. But if you're trying to avoid else's, then it's pointless. Well. Well, it, you, you don't. You can do. <laughs> you can do some magic stuff with match, and I, I saw an article last week. I was going to link to, but it was something I already sort of sort of understood and knew it really well. And it was just about uh, object comparisons. But what I didn't realize it can do, I just saw an article this week. So uh, at Krell is writing a sort of a weekly cool match tricks thing. Let me pull this up here. Now you're sharing the screen. I like it. Make it bigger. Make it bigger. I want you to look at this code snippet because it's so cool. So this is a function to check if two people are within the same friend group. So it says match this array of is person one in this group and is person two in this group. If both elements are true, then allow the connection. If it's a true false allow it with approval. If it's a false true, allow it with approval. And if it's a false false, deny it because they don't have any connection to each other. So you're, you're comparing an array object to another array and defining the behavior that comes out of it. And this is like, I saw that I'm like, oh, that is so cool. Like you can check multiple layers of permission with a single check, like with a single, with a single statement here. Now, yeah. most of the time I, I use match, I just return it directly. But there's another use case here where you can have a match that returns a list object or returns an array. So you can have a match that actually generates multiple results. 
from a single statement. And it's this instance is a little bit harder to use, a little bit harder to understand. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Yes, yeah, that's hard to follow right there. But it's you can do some very, very cool stuff with this. Hmm. Now, the one thing that I haven't seen covered here is, is that you can actually say match true, and then you can have your conditions for your match cases be external methods, be a, a comparison operator. Uh, and the first time that it returns true, then it returns your results. So I wrote a match statement today for how long a company has been in business. And it was just match true. And then the conditions were uh, time and date, or uh, it was a carbon object, it was time of date established to years difference from now. And if it was less than, then it returned one year. If it was less than one year, if it was less than one, it returned less than one year. If it was less than or equal to two, then it said one to two years. If it was less than five, it said two to five years. And if it was five or greater, it said five years or more. And it's just the the sort of the waterfall behaviors of match are so cool and much faster than switch statements too. But how does Do the wild have, true is that is, you, is that is, in your Trello, Tom? Uh, yes, PHP tricks multi value match. Uh, Look at you sharing our Trello board. It's so nice. Shut up. Um, so going back to your match true, and you're calling the carbon comparison are any of them returning true to the point where it only executes the one match it doesn't continue on after that right right so the you have to write it in the order that it's going to be evaluated so it's similar to a switch statement where it returns as soon as it finds a successful match so that's why i have to go you know one year two years five years ten years if i if i put five years in the wrong place and it evaluated to true that it would return the wrong result or it wouldn't, it would, it wouldn't evaluate the next result. So you do have to track the correct order of operations for it. Gotcha. That makes sense. But it's, I, but you have to do that with an if else, if anyway, right. Uh, or you have to just return early, which is what I would do normally. But the nice thing about match is that as soon as it finds a successful value here, it returns what is on the right of the uh, pointer. So it it really I every couple days I see some new usage of the match statement where I'm just like, oh, that is so cool. Like Again, thanks for rubbing in the fact that I'm not on PHP eight yet. Yeah. Imagine using it with enums. Oh just fantastic. One day soon. Actively working on it. That's my that's 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 all I got now. I, I just I I really like I never use switch now. Match is so much better. I'm going to bring it back to baseball for Eric's sake. Sounds Eric, fair. I got my kids a, a pitch back. They are a- good dad. They absolutely love it. I loved my pitch back when I was a kid. What is this so thing? Did I. I, the, yeah. the, the net that you, you throw a ball into and then it just bounces back to you and you can set it oh at different, different angles. So when I first set it up, I had it way too upright. And my kid throws the ball into it, and he's straight, all about throwing straight hard. Straight in the groin. Almost hit him right in the head. He's like, <laughs> somehow he didn't get hit. And I should, like, I should buy myself one of those things. I don't have anybody to play catch with. Nobody nobody in my house likes to play catch. Yeah. It, it was, it's been an absolute hit so far. So good stuff. Everyone, let's, let's really hope for low winds tomorrow so I can go fly. And then on that note, we can end the show. No, I've got high winds tomorrow. I'm mel- I'm melting right here. I can't wait till Sunday when it rains and snows. It's it's over eighty degrees. Really? Yeah, it's over eighty degrees in my house right now. It's going to snow on Sunday. <laughs> it's bizarre. <sighs> I mean, this is the effect. I've told you before. This is the effect of the mountain right there, where it just it cuts off all weather until the weather builds up enough to flow over, and then it's a siphon effect, and you just get a massive cold front pours over the whole city. That happened right after we left New York. My, we, we were up there. We saw some snow flurries, but nothing sticking on the ground. And then as soon as we leave, my mom writes me and says, Oh, we had five inches of snow. Like, Oh, kids would have loved that. (laughs) They've never seen snow. Of course they have. We go to the big bear. The joy of being in San Diego, a couple hours away. You're good to go. I suppose I never did. You never left your house. Shut up. Mount Laguna, right, one hour it. away. Episode 
is in the books. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host named Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to people. PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying it's lovely, let's go.